0: Tishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Yo, I think I saw him on the BET Awards last night. Who? Jack Harlow. Oh, Jack Harlow. He was getting it in. I didn't even know the uh-huh. BET
1: Awards was last night. Come on, man. I What's didn't know. What's wrong with you? I just didn't know. I See. was out busy tanning.
0: Being, being one of them t- one percenters <laughs> eating oysters <laughs> and stuff. Bro, you better get to your roots. You know everybody watched the BET (laughs) Awards. I didn't. I just didn't. What's wrong with you, man?
1: I didn't see it. See how you are.
0: Uh, Keyshawn. Busy. J. Will Zubin. It is presented by Progressive Insurance. And, of course, all of our guests, they join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Brian Custer in for Zubin here with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams. Um, You know, we were talking about some football, man, in the last hour, and we were talking uh, mainly about the Cardinals' GM, Steve Kime, and how he said, it is an incredible valuable asset when you have a franchise quarterback still on their rookie contract uh, because you can build around that kind of quarterback and build a contending team when you have a low cap number for your QB so it kind of got me thinking you know let's let's talk about rookie QBs still on their contract and you know teams that you think maybe can do a little something I think since we in here in New York let's start with Daniel Jones In the Giants. Uh, You know, obviously he's still on that rookie contract. What do you think about the Giants roster? And can they win a championship uh,
1: with Daniel Jones? First of all, every single team's philosophies are different. Okay. And every general manager's philosophies are different. Some believe to build through the draft. Some believe build through the draft and collect a bunch of free agents. And it just depends on where your cycle is. For many years, the New England Patriots basically built through the draft. Right. And then they may have a trade or two here or find a bargain player that they felt still had something in them, and they won how many championships? Yeah, a lot Six, of them. Yep. Six? Seven? Yep. seven yep. And went to nine?
0: And then went spending you know? crazy this offseason. so
1: then went spent crazy this offseason. And it had nothing to do with money. It just was – that was their philosophy. When you think about Daniel Jones and all the pieces that he has around them now – there's no excuse for him other than his own ability. Saquon Barkley is is back healthy. It seems uh, you you got a plethora of skill position players. They've addressed the offensive line. They've addressed the defensive side of the ball. So, can the can Daniel Jones lead the Giants to a Super Bowl opportunity on his rookie deal? Yes, he can. Does it have? to happen before they pay him. No. No, they can pay him if they decide this year he's worthy of a contract extension after a fifth year option or whatever, however they want to structure it and do it. I don't think that it's a stress to get one done before they address his contract. Because a lot of the pieces are already in play and in place. The If you draft well, like a Saquon Barkley, you've got to address his contract issue. So you got two guys on the offensive side of the ball that deals are coming up here in the next 12 to 24 months that you've got to look at and say, is he our future? And say Colin Barkley, we already know what he is when he's healthy, and Daniel Jones. We think he's going to be good based on everything that they've done in the offseason to surround him with the toys that he needs. Then you go out and you pay him. Okay, does that mean you're going to win a championship? No. And if you don't pay him, does that mean that you're not going to win a championship? No. So what Steve Kime is saying, in my opinion, is only trying to protect himself. He's playing both sides. Mm. Because if they fail and they're not successful, it's going to be because, well, you know, we're not successful. I didn't put the pieces around it. Then if you pay him and you fail, well, I couldn't sign anybody. Well, you shouldn't be trying to sign a whole bunch of veterans anyway. You should be building through the draft, much like basketball does for the most part, core groups. The Golden State Warriors, they built through the draft. Then eventually they went and got Kevin Durant and dollar. But for the most part, that team was built through the draft. And when you look at the Phoenix Suns, they're basically building exactly. through the draft except Chris Paul, Dre. Dre. Mm, mm, Dre. 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 Yep, well, Sean, Dre Will. Dre. <laughs> and Dre, Dre Will, what you think, and, Dre Will? <laughs> and, and that's just the Giants aspect of it. But we got other teams that's out there, the Cleveland Browns. Young quarterback. What are they going to do? The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens been kicking, down, kicking on the door for a couple years. And, and they hadn't paid Lamar yet. But they still got those same players that was with Lamar when they were trying to kick down the door still on the team. Yeah. And you're about to pay Lamar. But do you want to see what this guy is before you pay him? When, when you say, okay, now he's yes. got all the tools.
0: Yes. Yes. Now, let me see, before I, I, I open up, pull up the Brink truck
2: and say, beep, beep, back it up. For who, though, Jack? Right, but, I mean, but, I mean Justin, Herbert, Justin Herbert has proved that he could put up big numbers, right? I know you're still waiting on Kyler Murray, right? Tua's got, obviously, a lot to find out this year with Tua. But, like, you know, just to go back to your Giants example, Daniel Jones. I mean, look, obviously a lot will depend upon Saquon Barkley and the way he plays because the dynamic he brings to the backfield, right? He could take a lot of pressure off of Jones you already talked about the additions of Kenny Galladay, Kendarius Toney, but at the end of the day, it's going to be tough to point the finger if you don't have progress with the way Daniel Jones plays. You want to see that turnover rate continue to drop, and you want to see him start to elevate the players around him. If you don't get to that point, if you don't show me that burst or that you're moving in a direction that we think you can move, then that's time to move on for a lot of these players because now it comes time to, like, do I just do I pay you the numbers that the market is going to warrant? For marginal player, or am I trying to build Super Bowl aspirations? And if I think you can help me get there, then great. If not, I'm trying to get somebody else younger to continue to build out what my roster looks like to find out if I can get that one.
1: Well, if if, if he's a progress stopper, then that's a different conversation. If, if I'm a betting guy right now, as far as the Giants go, Daniel Jones has everything at his disposal. Literally I agree. everything. I agree. It will be clear as day – if he's not the guy, based on everything around him, after this year, after this year, yeah, because
0: yes, because Much now, like we, now he's got the tools. Two last, years ago, last
1: year he didn't have the tools.
0: He, didn't he had The didn't, offense alone. no, Alonso,
1: no. Two years ago, we scratching their head about Josh Allen. Uh, is he what? What is he? Then all of a sudden, in comes Stephon Diggs. In comes Cole Beasley. Yeah. Defensive side of the ball stronger. Now it's like. Yeah, Josh Allen, one of the top five quarterbacks to ever put on a uniform. He that dude. You know, so now. He <laughs> that dude. Well, why you laughing, Jay?
2: <laughs> just because I know how you go to such an extreme. Because that's what people. do. So because that's what, like,
1: people, that's what, because fans that's what I they you. do. I not just fans. Some of your colleagues, not to mention certain names, but it turns out to be, oh, my God. Well, if you look fool, he didn't have anything. Right. Then when you go out there and you get this type of player to go with him, now it looks great. You say the same thing about Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He was messing around with Freddie Kitchens as his coach. Come on, man. Seriously. Like, you expect for me to excel under that? This dude was the running back coach before he was the interim offensive coordinator, and then you kicked him up to the head coach. There was no way I was going to succeed. But then in comes uh, Kevin Stefanski in this offense from Minnesota. Huh, I got a new life now. Now I look like the guy that was worthy of the number, overall, number one overall pick in this system. Now, if Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski was selecting Baker Mayfield that year at quarterback, he wouldn't have been the number one overall pick because you don't need that style – you don't need to take a quarterback for that system – with the number one overall pick in the style in which they like to play, which is run the ball, play right. defense, do all that. But the fact that I've inherited him, and now he's showing me that he can keep, continue to be the face of the franchise and lead the charge, he falls in line for a contract extension. This is the same for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson gets uh, basically thrusted into the lineup after Joe Flacco fails, goes to the playoffs, next year torches the league, gets the MVP, goes to the playoffs, third year, gets to the playoffs again with a lack of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. You now go out, you draft a receiver, you bring in free agents at a receiver, you you retool the skill positions, you get new coaches, so now you can extend his passing game as you get ready to pay him. So all three of those quarterbacks are going to get extensions. And it's not going to hurt their chances of winning a championship. So this notion that you can't pay Baker Mayfield. Why he's on? Uh, uh, you can't pay Baker Mayfield because you can't sign other players. Well, Kareem Hunt, OBJ, Landry, all them gonna get their money. Yeah. money. Chubb got his money. I Rock. mean, Chubb's gonna get his money. Yeah. Kareem Hunt just got his deal, what he's worth. And then you gonna have, and then you just paid Miles Garrett. You brought in Jadavion Clowney. Clowney. You bring in Hill and Johnson on the back end. You're gonna have to eventually get the Denzel Ward on the corner spot, and you, the, everybody will get paid and they'll probably fight to win a championship. So Steve Kimes is just – he's just kind of trying to protect himself, and I get it, I understand it, because Kyler Murray is certainly tied to Cliff Kingsbury, in my opinion. If they don't go as further this year, I could see Cliff Kingsbury getting fired. I really could. Wow. I really could because you brought in a guy that was just fired from Texas Tech. Right. And four years later, you're still in the same position – you were in essentially with Steve Wilks, which means no playoffs and you lose. Steve Wilks did the same thing. Okay, he didn't win eight games, but you didn't let him, you would give him a chance to win eight games. But you gave Cliff Kingsbury a chance to win eight games, and you want eight games again next year and the year after and the year out. That's just the reality of it. Keyshawn
0: J. Will and Zubin. It is presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small businesses with specialized coverages. For commercial vehicles, more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. The Milwaukee Bucks are in charge of this series now. Uh, we learned that last night. Chris Middleton. To the three-point line, to the free-throw line, fades to the right, shoots
3: and hits again. A 20-point fourth quarter for Chris Middleton. Been on the floor with him,
1: and um, all year long, he's been making big-time plays for us, man. Um, man, tonight he delivered like, like, like no other, man. I think I don't know how many points he had in the fourth quarter. I know it was 20 or something for 20, sure. 20. 20 on the nose. He was smoking hot, man. It was crazy
4: watching.
0: <laughs> hey, PJ Carlissimo, ESPN Radio PJ. NBA analyst. He joins us via the Goodyear Hotline. It is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear,
4: more driven. How you doing, PJ? I'm doing excellent, gentlemen. How are you? For early in the morning, I'm doing very well. Yeah. You guys are used to it. Uh, I What's love up, it? Coach?
2: P- I love it. PJ, can, hey, we get, can we get these refs to stand off the court, please?
4: Oh, please. I don't want to jump on my guy, uh, I know, Sean I know. Wright. But, boy, I know. He, he was horrible, out of boy. bounds. It, it,
2: just, it, it just feels but, like when you're but, watching a series and Trey Young is cooking the way he is. It's just kind Jay, of like the of the playoffs. What are we talking about? Every
4: series. It's unbelievable. I know. I mean, it's... we do a, a health report before we do anything else. Uh, it, it's really too bad because there's so many good things happening in these series. But before we even get into the lineups, it's who's playing, who's not, and how'd the MRI go.
0: Considering that then, PJ, let me ask you, ask you this. How do you think that sprained ankle with Trey Young, how has that changed the complexion of this series with Atlanta and Milwaukee?
4: I think it changes it enormously unless he gets a lot better in 48 hours, and that's the negative to the conference finals. I mean, it's great you get to the conference finals, but all of a sudden it's every other day. So he's got less than 48 hours, and he he can't be – 75%, 75%, you know, and come in and make some shots. Or He's got the ball in his hand. He creates for his teammates, and Bogey right now, Bogey's not in good shape. He looks like he can't play. He's out on the floor. He can't score for him. So I I think it's really tough, but it's it's this game. Uh, you know, as you know, Jay. Will, if they find a way to get this game they're very much back in this series. If they don't, know, with, with what's left in Milwaukee but with the home court back and doubly back if they get game four. Uh, I think they need a healthy or 90% Trey. He's got to play. He was so efficient last night. I thought it was one of his best games. He needs Lou Williams to come alive. When him and Gallinari have been good off the bench, they've been really tough. I love what John Collins is doing, but Bogey's not able to make shots right now, so he's going to need a lot of help, and I think that's going to be a tall order.
1: Coach, when you look at it, how clutch is Middleton down the stretch for them?
4: He's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, 20 points is ridiculous. But so you know, they're down seven. Everybody forgets that because it becomes a one-sided game at the end and because uh, Trey's not, not healthy. They're down seven, uh, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter. And he shoots. He's four for six from three. He gets 20 points. And he's had a knack throughout the playoffs. He hasn't had great games every night. But he's had a knack for making big shots and doing things in the fourth quarter. And he's in every category. You look at the playoff stats. I mean, you make, it's great about the playoffs. Nobody cares about the stats. But he's there in rebounding, he's in assists, he's in percentage, he's in minutes played. He's doing it night in and night out. And I'll tell you who's really happy, and he, he doesn't want him yet because he wants Bud to do well, he's going to be in Tokyo. Uh, He was in China last year. He's been really giving of his time, and him and Drew Holiday will be there with Pop in Tokyo. Uh, I love him. I don't think he gets enough credit. If I'm not mistaken, he didn't even play any All-Star game this year. Uh, He's a great player, and I think people are finally starting to realize that.
2: Coach, speaking of another great player, how about what Chris Paul has done? Uh, Obviously, coming back after 11 days off from COVID, uh, didn't look as sharp. I think we all expected that but really started to find a rhythm there uh, in game four and really kind of put down his foot, him and Devin Booker, overall with how
4: they play. Well, put down his foot is a nice way of saying it. I mean, he controls the game and his personality. He reminds you of a LeBron, like where he just he takes control of the game and you can see him getting on his teammates. You can see him making plays. Sometimes it's an assist. Sometimes he just comes up with a loose ball and he's got that John Stockton. Remember Stock would go, he'd go ten, twelve minutes without taking a shot, and all of a sudden you'd get a five point lead and you say, "Oh, we're get, we're getting away right now." He'd just come dribbling down and knock a three down. It wouldn't even touch the rim. Chris kind of does what he needs to do. I agree with you. I think each day back, his shot is getting better and better. And I think, you know, should they advance, he's going to start knocking down shots the way we're used to seeing him do it. But his floor game alone is worth it for for Monty and for those young players on the floor with him.
0: Coach, let me ask you this. How how should we view Chris Paul then uh, if they advance to the finals, considering what he's done, considering the way DeAndre Ayton has looked, Uh, Devin Booker has taken his uh, game to another level. How should we view Chris Paul as Phoenix
4: gets to the NBA Finals? I think you should view him as one of the the best point guards in the league in an awful long time. I mean, was he a superstar? Yeah, he's always been that. But this is what he hasn't done. I mean, now, to win a conference finals, to perhaps win an NBA championship, and to be the difference he's been, I don't want to take anything away for this team that won their last eight games in the bubble last year. And we're certainly going to be a much improved team. But they weren't going to be what they've become with Chris Paul. And the relationship he's got with Monty and vice versa, they've helped each other so much. Much. but what Chris has done for his players, you reference that. That's the difference. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was going to be a good player eventually. That's been accelerated. Devin Booker has gone to another level. All their players are doing a good job. Jay Crowder uh, is also doing a heck of a job, but I'll tell you what, Chris Paul is one of those guys. There's a lot of great players in our league that really don't do anything for their teammates. By that, I mean, they don't really impact them. They get a lot of points. They help you win games, but they really don't help the other players develop. Chris Paul is one of those guys who genuinely makes his teammates better. Uh, That's unique. Uh, Very few people have that talent, and Chris Paul has it as well as almost anybody in the league.
1: PJ, I know you're a coach, and you don't like to look into the future like me as a player or a so-called expert in the NBA. Brian, as well, you guys keep saying if and and when and all those sort of things. My sons, what I'm going to say is, when the Suns close it out and they meet the Bucks, which I think is going to be the NBA final, who will have the advantage?
4: I want to lean toward Milwaukee a little bit because of experience. Now, they don't have finals experience. This will be the deepest they've gone if they get to the finals. But I like their versatility. I think they have a little bit more of an inside-outside. I think there's going to be more pressure on DeAndre Ayton, and he's done that. He's had no problem with it so far. And I also think that the Milwaukee backcourt, no one's going to stop Devin Booker and Chris Paul, but it's a very good defensive backcourt. And it's also long when you look at Chris Middleton. Um, so I, I think I'd give a slight advantage to the Bucks going in but i think if that does end up being our nba finals key i think it'll be a great i mean i'm hoping it's going to be a six or seven if it ends up those two going against each other
2: pj you let me make you the head coach of the los angeles clippers
4: thank you how, how would you, you, yes yes i'm putting a
2: lot of money in your bank account pj <laughs> in your pocket i'll do um, it for nothing yeah, how, how would you manage a lot of these talks that are coming out where we're watching these games and you're not seeing Kawhi Leonard on the bench with his teammates. You're seeing him in a box with his family watching the game. Is that a big deal to you? That, that seems different to me out of all the other players I've seen that have been injured. They've always been on the bench, not just kind of isolated in a box.
4: Well, it's a perceptive question, Jay, because you started it by saying you're going to make me the coach. One of the reasons I'm not coaching is things just like this. I would not handle this very well at all, Jay. I don't know what's going on. It may be a situation where... They need him with room and they're icing or he's got his leg up or something like that that he can't do on the bench. I've never seen that. Uh, you know, I, I, so it's surprising to me. Every time they show it up in the stands, Greeny had a great line the other night. He said, Kawhi goes nuts. He's not somebody that shows a lot of emotion during a game. Uh, I, would, I would not be good with it, but I should say, you don't know anything that you're talking about. Why he's doing it, I'm hoping there's some medical reason and his teammates understand it. Uh, and the coaching staff understands it. Um, I would not be good. Uh, That's one of the reasons I'm with you guys here in the morning instead of coaching somewhere.
0: He is our ESPN NBA analyst, PJ Carlissimo. Thank you, PJ.
4: Great being with you guys. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. It is brought to you by Straight Talk. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. It is all on America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. Stay tuned for Luther Vandross here in a minute. <laughs> in a house, Listen, is not a home. One weekend, Key, was someone actually dumb enough to get caught? To get caught. We're going to discuss that next on KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Coming up this morning with Greeny, broadcasting legend Marv Albert, as our coverage of the NBA playoffs continues. Marv Albert, this morning at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio
3: and on ESPN+. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com unsportsmanlike.
0: Game five of the Western Conference Finals. It's tonight, 9 Eastern ESPN. You know, the Suns up three games to one over the Clips. Covered starts 830 Eastern on ESPN Radio as well. Uh, Phoenix Mercury guard Diana Taurasi becomes the first in WNBA history to reach 9,000 career points. She had 25. Her first 20-point game this season. You might remember she returned from injury after missing uh, the last nine games. And Simone Biles, boy, she locked up that spot on the U.S. Olympic gymnastics team. Biles is currently tied for the third most Olympic medals—five, by the way—by American gymnast, male or female. Mad props to Simone Biles. Sports Center, it is brought to you by Mako. With Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. If life throws you uh ohs, just say, better get Mako, and head to Mako.com to get an online estimate and do it today. They're going to do random checks. It's going to be like DUI checkpoints eight to ten a game, probably two for each starting pitcher. And we might have an issue going on here with Hector Santiago as the sticky stuff police has. Hold him over a routine inspection.
5: I kind of joked around when I'm moving like I was gonna run away. Because I know I wasn't using anything besides Rosin. You know what's what's given to us.
0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin. Brian Custer in for Zubin. Um listen, you knew at some point it was gonna happen, but you want to think you ain't dumb enough to get caught. And it happened on Sunday. Uh, the Mariners pitcher, Hector Siago, um, Santiago, was first to be ejected and get <laughs> caught on the MLB's crackdown. He was checked by the umpires as he was basically leaving in that fifth inning at the White Sox. They were like, yo,
1: hey, bro. Check it's like that
2: a glove. full-body TSA <laughs> pat-down, man. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but you say, you know, you can't be that dumb, right? Yeah. And I say the same thing. But Jay has always said to me, Key, dudes on Wall Street, get caught and they still go and do stuff. That's true. Right? That's true. Uh, or All day. guys are running illegal things and they still get caught doing it, even though they got caught before. So it's like, there's the big memo right. that we're going to be checking people. Why are you walking through the airport fully loaded <laughs> when they say, don't come in with anything you're not supposed to. Oh, I'm just going to take my bag. I'm going to walk through and nobody's going to say anything. And you're like, well, what I do wrong? Well, you got sticky stuff on your hands and your gloves and your pants and on your in your hair and on your arms. They're checking you. Do you not understand? They're checking you. They're watching you. And you still go and do it. So, Hector, you know, handed his
0: glove uh, to the home plate umpire, Phil Cousy. And, and obviously he got tossed moments later. So, I want you to listen uh, first to what uh, Santiago uh, had to say after – uh after the game
5: uh, third inning coming out of the game I'm expecting them obviously to check me every inning um I kind of joked around when I'm moving like if I was going to run away because uh, I know I wasn't using anything besides rosin you know what's what's given to us because going into this once once it came up I was just like I'm going to use rosin that's what that's what we got I don't want this to be a big thing I don't want this to happen to me
0: so that was his explanation Clinton Yates of the undefeated joins us now what's up Clint
5: What's going on,
0: guys? How y'all doing this morning? Hey, bro, we we good, man. We got you know, what, four yeah. brothers up on on here uh-huh. on oh, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, that. Listen, Don't remind it's us. Don't remind us. It's a party, bro. it to be the last time. I'm trying to keep.
1: keep, keep I'm trying to show. keep my you know show. Saying? So let's not remind <laughs> them. It's just Jay. you hear this I this it. <laughs> See,
0: that's where I lay out, bro. Right, right. I, I hear you. Right.
1: So, so Clint,
0: let me ask you, what would you make of this? And obviously, Hector's explanation.
5: I think what a lot of people, especially like outside of the kind of hardcore baseball world, don't realize is that the sticky stuff situation, yeah, okay, Key, walking through the airport with a loaded heater is not the move, but for most people in the baseball world, this stuff is more akin to driving over the speed limit or without a seatbelt. It's not like this is some crazy thing that's messing people up all over the place. And I think that when MLB puts itself in a situation where all we're talking about is the stuff on people's hands and in their hair and in their gloves, that's just a weird and a bad look. Like I understand that you're trying to crack down on this, but there, which is a whole other discussion in terms of like why people use it and what they what they should and should not do. But on the whole. I don't really enjoy watching dudes pull their pants down on baseball fields. That's just not what I'm there to see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, like, Joe Girardi, out there trying to fight people in dugouts. That's not – you know what I mean? Like, there's too much around this at this point. I think they way overplayed their hand. And with the All-Star break coming up, they're going to have to reconvene and figure out how they're going to do this without making a mockery of the game.
1: No, that's true. And you're, you're right about the difference in the two. I just was given a do-not-do sort of right. example. And that's what I am saying about it. When you know they're checking, though, I understand we need something so that no one gets killed out there on a 95-mile-an-hour, 105-mile-an-hour heater at somebody's head because I lost control of pitching. I understand that. I I get it. But no means no for now. Like, why do it when they're watching you? They're looking to do it, and you're correct. Major League Baseball certainly – needs to figure some things out. I was with CC uh, Sabathia a couple days ago, and we had this conversation about it. And it, one of the things that he was saying is it's about protecting the hitters. It's not about trying to get my spin rate at a certain level. It's clearly about protecting the hitters because you don't want to hit them at all. But when you think about it, though, Clinton, mm-hmm. you you, you talk about a guy and doing something later on and crack it down on it. Trevor Bauer said that this should obviously be done either after the season and get more people involved when you're out there disrupting the game, inspecting gloves and things of that nature. How would you handle the crackdown if you were the commissioner of Major League Baseball?
5: I think at the all-star break, you have to take a look at it, and you have to, at some point, I don't want to say apologize, but you just have to come clean about what it is you were trying to do and just admit that you overplayed this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Key, the reason why people break rules is because, let me ask you this, when you played in the league, there are certain things that you had to do to just plain get up to play a football game. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys that probably just don't think that they can throw unless that they've got everything that they're used to using, and it's just a risk-reward situation that, in a lot of people's minds it's worth it if i'm the commissioner i have a meeting i talk to players and i say hey we got to come to some kind of an agreement here because we obviously can't have you using stuff that's designed to pick up cinder blocks on infomercials but we certainly can't have a situation where dudes feel like they are not equipped with the tools they need in order to have the game be the best product so that's not exactly something that happens a lot and you're going to see this come up in the cba discussions which are imminent so that's what i would do but Basically Baseball is not they're typically in the business of admitting mistakes. Not that this is a mistake, but there's certainly an error in application that I think you have to come clean about for the sake of not just the players, but the public as well.
0: Hey, hey Clint, let me ask you this because, you know, with Key sitting next to me, uh, I'll use the parallel in football for football's sake. When Mangini came to the Jets, listen, he knew what the Patriots were doing. So the first time they played, obviously, New England, he was like, hey, I think they may be taping some stuff. Uh, league, y'all need to look into that, right? So, considering Santiago's a guy who used to play for the White Sox, do you think that the manager was like, LaRusso was like, hey, you know, he played for us last season. This cat was using all kinds of sticky stuff, checking.
5: That could be, but in, as a matter of course, in general, I'm not here for managers getting involved like that. You saw the situation between um, the Phillies and the Nationals last week where, again, Joe Girardi's out there getting chesty straight up trying to throw hands with dudes in the on-deck circle over this kind of stuff. And Max Scherzer looking at him like, bro, what do you want me to do? Like, you're not even playing. I don't know, man. It's just that could be a possibility, but in general – the disruption of the game is ugly. I mean, I don't know how much y'all be talking about baseball on the regular, but, like, the Strohs are out here kicking butt. Otani's about to be out here in the Daggone Home Run Derby, and we're talking about things that you can buy on a shelf at a Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, that's just stupid, and it kind of upsets me, quite frankly. Not that it's not worthy of discussion, but it's just like, this is not what baseball is about. You know what I'm saying? Can we get back to business, which is hitting the daggone ball, throwing it right at the base?
2: All right, Clint, so let's get back to baseball for a second. The Dodgers start a series <laughs> with the Giants. Yeah! The two teams they have with the two best records in NL, right? Between the uh, when it faced off Dodgers. So what should we be paying attention to in this series? So the
5: Giants are arguably – I mean, the Giants are the best team in California right now. And, See, that's you know, that, 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 that's a shot them? at me. I don't like
1: that.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> See, this is what I was getting at. He knew immediately what was happening, press coverage. So, like, the thing is, is that the Dodgers, probably the most talented team top to bottom, but Buster Posey's having a heck of a year. He's going back to the All-Star game at his age. And I just think that the Giants – are very real, and the Dodgers have to understand that. The discussion in the beginning of the season was about that the Padres were in the rearview mirror. Nobody yes. was looking at San Francisco, and that's the real rivalry. You know but I, but so, that's
1: what I tried to tell you earlier in the season. I kept saying when y'all was trying to drum up Tatis and Machado, I'm like, they cool, they down south, man. We're not worried about them. The team
5: up north is our real rival. That's that's the reality of it. Yeah, that's true, and I think that's a good thing for all the baseball. You got three tremendous squads in California right now. I just think overall, Jay, it's just a good thing that that team is back to where they are. And for the fan base of the Giants, quite frankly, I appreciate the fact that they're kind of still like, well, it's July almost. This is still happening, and not acting like, oh yeah, we back. You know what I'm saying? Because that wasn't really nobody. You know, nobody expected this team to be this good, and that's you know always fun.
1: Here in New York, Garrett Cole was obviously rocked Ooh, they hit him in the Yankees' nine two loss in Boston, including. Allowing two home runs in the first inning, which I would have yanked him. As the Yankees were broomed in Boston, what's wrong with what's wrong with the Yanks, man? Is is, is this it for my guy
5: Aaron Boone? Uh, man, I like Boone. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I just think that this team. I don't like. I don't like the way they play baseball, man. And I mean that from like a roster construction standpoint. It's either hit it out or nothing. And I also think Garrett Cole's season has been a little bit rattled as a result of what has happened with, again, this sticky substance situation. You know, people want to laugh at him because of what happened on that Zoom call where he just stopped talking for a while to answer a question. But, like, I was, I was appreciative of it because he was straight-up honest about it. You know what I mean? A lot of guys tried to say this and say that and get in and out. He was like, look, man, we use this stuff, and that's what it is. I think that he's just in a bit of a spot in terms of his head, you know, regarding all of this stuff because, again, it affects play – how you use this stuff, or how you do different things to prepare for games, and yeah they got popped, man they, they that team if they're not hitting the ball out they're not winning baseball games and that's what's going on
0: of course, this MLB weekend recap is brought to you by credit karma uh visit creditcarma dot com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma credit karma money. Progress starts here. All right, Yates, we know that you're in Omaha. You're covering the uh, College World Series. uh, The championship round starts tonight. You got Vandy against uh, Mississippi State. Uh, But for those who probably missed it over the weekend, um, talk about NC State. I mean, they go home because of uh, the COVID protocols before their winner take all game against Vandy on Saturday and, and how all of that went
5: down. Uh, okay, I will. But first off, Key, I just want you to know Vanderbilt has eight brothers on their team. Sidebar. Anyway, so they're playing against <laughs> NCC, right? And Damn, they, they smart. The <laughs> Stop it! We're not getting off track here. I'm trying to tell you you I'm did it. I but, did right. right. <laughs> I get to the ballpark on Saturday, I guess it is, and like. I didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden Danny Graves, my colleague, our colleague over here at um, ACC network, he looks at me, he's like, "I don't know if we're going to play today, Yates." And I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Doesn't appear to be a huge guy, and everybody has that look on their face. I was like, "Oh, right." You know what I mean? And so the news about, you know, who's testing and all this sort of rumor starts to fly and they don't even tell anybody in the crowd like what's going on. So this is making me legitimately sort of uneasy. Not because like I'm, you know, worried about getting anything, but because like when it appears that the adults in the room are not making the right decisions, I don't like that. And so for these kids who played, NC State was the hottest team in the tournament by a mile. But there's no way you could have let them go on with the numbers and the testing and all that. It just would not have been fair to anybody. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, this, that, and the third about the protocols and how they did everything. Listen, I saw the Vanderbilt players getting tested. I know what's going on. I'm not going to argue with you about that. But it's an unfortunate situation because that team was very, very good. Now, Vanderbilt is one of the top teams in the country. We're not talking about somebody just skating through. They actually won the game that they played. So, If that had been a beatdown, it would have been a little bit different. But because it was so close, even though NC State only had 13 available players, a lot of Wolfpack fans had beef. And when you make overnight announcements at 2 in the morning so that people who have traveled all over the country and spent their hard-earned money to try to see their team play, all of a sudden that's taken away from them, they're rightfully upset. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Clinton Yates of the Undefeated Man joining us. I mean, we appreciate you, Yates.
5: All right. No doubt, y'all. Keep Key under control. I'll see y'all out there later. Hey Sean. <laughs> of course you always yeah.
1: say keep me under control. What am I doing? Come on,
5: bro. Come on, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know you special. Come on.
1: I don't do Come anything on. except have fun. Uh, okay. Y'all so used to them boring ass sports talk radio shows. Yeah. Oh, everything What do you think, Bob? <laughs> no. No, this Who's, ain't that. You,
2: why, why was why, his name Bob? Yeah,
1: why my name got be why Bob? Bob? Because that's sports. Some of them dudes be Bob and <laughs> never mind. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way. <laughs> you know, come
0: on, man. <laughs> it is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Listen, fans uh, are back in the stadiums, back live at all these kind of sporting events. And once again, we're getting the um, wait till you hear this. Uh, that is next here on KJZ on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Let's take Stump in New York real quick. Stump, this is one of the best shows in the history of um,
1: television. Thank you, so you know you got. KB. Y'all hear that out there, bosses?
3: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: It's demon time
0: on prize picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. Time. money. I'm Brian Custer in for Zubin. Um, let's, let's just jump right into this. Uh, let's start with the first one. American Sydney McLaughlin set the world record in the 400-meter hurdles. who that
2: go fast?
0: Man, let me tell you something. She was scooting. 20-year-old McLaughlin finished in 51.9 seconds at the U.S. track and field trials, bested the record of 52.16, uh, which was set uh, by the second-place finisher, uh, Delilah Muhammad, uh, who crossed at fifty-two point four? Uh, Muhammad and McLaughlin, the world's two top-ranked women in the event, and will be the favorites to Meadow in Tokyo. Uh, take a listen to how it sounded on NBC Sports.
1: This is Sydney
3: McLaughlin challenging Daniela Muhammad. Sydney McLaughlin gets ahead of the world champion and the Olympic champion. Sydney's time is now, and what does that
1: time look like? Fifty-two. The first woman ever under 52 seconds flat. We had an 18. It was coming, Sonia. Sydney got it done. Her time is now. What a race. Ooh, that looked like that hurt. Man. <laughs> that track, man. That track. <laughs> hey, them hey, that track ain't, ain't no, no punk, man, no, at, no, all. man. Not at all. Woo. Not at all. Especially the 400. For, hey, And I'm, she doing the hurdles, not just the 400.
0: I, I, I remember back in high school, High school coach was like, hey, I want you to run track, man. I want you to run track. keep Stay in shape. Man, they put me on at 400. I remember the first time I ran a quarter, and I took off,
1: boom,
5: right oh, out yeah. of the box. It was
1: over. By the time you got around the second turn. Oh, hamstring pulled. That, no, it no wasn't that wasn't that. It, it, get, it, yeah, get on your back. Yeah, the
0: get on your back. You got to know how to run it. You got to know how to run it. I was running like Steve Austin. Remember the $6 million man? That last hundred? <laughs> Everybody was passing me up, and I was looking like, <laughs> what is I was happening? running like this. Because <laughs> that gorilla get on you. Uh, here's the second one. How about this? The Tour de France, right, opens with this huge crash because of this fan. And I'm just going to say it right now. She was clout-chasing. And she need to get her ass whooped uh, oh, because the, the French authorities listen. They've launched an investigation after a fan she caused dozens of like look at this to crash in the tour de France on Saturday. The fall was caused by that woman standing on the roadside of the tour stage. She stepped in front of the, the pack holding a cardboard sign, and it had a message for television cameras. And Evan, I couldn't I couldn't interpret what what the sign said. Could you? Could, did you find out what that sign said?
3: Yeah, I did. And it's it's very odd because it translates in two different languages. So, les means go in French. Okay. And Opi and Omi mean grandpa and grandma. So, if you combine uh, the two languages, it uh, means go, grandpa,
1: and grandma. Oh, uh, man.
3: And
2: she was smiling. She had the cardboard sign all out there, So,
1: it wasn't. Cloud it wasn't chasing. something done on purpose to no. screw she up No. She was the
2: cloud race. chasing. She was cloud chasing. Cloud chasing.
1: If I said she need, she need
0: a butt whoop, man. I'm telling you. Come on, man. And those bikes are like seven, 000, eight
1: thousand dollars. Well, I don't care about the bike. I care. Do about, get rolled up over. I care Do about get the injuries. Up on yes, front. they can afford to mess up the bikes and get new ones. They. It's more about the injuries. It's look just, at her. It's more about the randomness
2: in. though of a fan partaking. But we in already the actual
1: know Jay how tour. fans can be, right? In I know, sports. Man, they get the, to doing stuff that just don't make any sense. The moment we allow you to participate in the in, in the sport again,
3: you go out there and you do that. Mm. That just I How many of you guys knew that a uh, like group of riders like that's called a Peloton? I always thought that was just like the bike that's really expensive yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. I can't afford on my salary. But it's actually the uh, the name of like all those bikers riding together. It's called a peloton. I, I learned know. that this weekend. No, I didn't know. Oh, I
1: didn't know. I thought she was working for free. <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly. That's why I can't afford the peloton, the peloton. bike.
1: Peloton. I didn't know you had a salary. I just <laughs> thought she was working for free. That was part of the. I thought that was part of the deal when your dad helped you get the job. Stop. Stop.
2: Stop. Shots. Keep shots. Speaking of crowds, I'm telling you, I don't know if you've ever been to a game out here in Phoenix. Though it is yeah. wild. Yeah. It is. They have a bar in the middle of the stadium.
1: In the, mean, middle, mean, in the wild. middle, it's just wild, like in the in the concourse or something.
2: Literally, like up where where we are, you'll see tonight. There there is a massive bar next to us, and I'm just everybody just out there. It's like a big ass party. Can you? I've can, never seen a stadium like it before.
1: Can you drink before the? I mean, like after the game? No, uh, before halftime. Because you do halftime, right?
2: Yeah, I do halftime. You can you can have beer between the quarters, right? I, I'm not. Um, no. you
0: gonna him, you gonna ask him that on the air, man? Why? Why? Yeah, ask, why you gonna ask him are that, you that on air? Sometimes, why you gonna front my man out while he on the air? Because I
1: didn't know if he did halftime.
2: You know, it's been a tough week. Don't try to can add to yeah, it. Yeah,
1: but can we tough we, week for what?
2: Oh, see, here he goes. Yeah. Wait, happens. hold on. This you said a tough K- week. This is what happens with uh, Kayshawn. K- what, 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 K- K- what happened? What <laughs> happened that Keshawn like to bring you down? our listeners, our listeners,
1: our our listeners would like to know. You said it was a tough week. We K- had K- a K- mishap. On social. That was last week, I thought. You,
0: you know, this here's, is Monday. Here's here's the, here's the crazy thing, Jay. We got a guy uh, calling from Phoenix. Uh, Jason, wh- what do you got? You got a question for Jay?
5: Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I was wondering, you know, everybody's calling Paul George. Isn't he doing what we were going to hope or at least expect that LeBron would do, which was keep these games competitive in Phoenix, uh, and LeBron didn't do that?
2: I'm with you, Jay, but I'm not comparing Paul George to LeBron James. And Paul George is – I mean, look, can you get on him about missing the two free throws to close out where the series should be tied 2-2? Two, two? Yes, I understand that. But Paul George, I think, has risen to the occasion. Maybe not the way we would have liked, uh, but he still – I mean, he's averaged 27 points for nine straight playoff games. That's pretty special. Mm. Good, good point.
0: Uh, by the way, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about who would you build your franchise around? I know we were taking calls on that. Um Out of all the four teams uh, in the playoffs, who would you build your franchise around? That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and, of course, the ESPN app.